You're listening to Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, it was a big night the other night. We had the draft and we got five new Bombers um, and four of them potential key position players. Uh, and the exciting Archie Perkins, which I'm very happy about. What did you make of our draft hall, mate? Yeah, well, we talk about a big night, mate. Um, geez, that draft seemed to go on forever. But uh, absolutely right. We actually, I'm super chuffed with the uh, the players we got. I, I think uh, Dodoro's absolutely nailed it for what we need to do uh, going forward as a club. Uh, obviously, yeah, going the uh, we got four. Four guys of uh, key position size, uh, you know, and I think that's obviously setting us up for the future, as Dodoro sort of said in that draft recap. Um, I was actually really, um, really happy. So as we like sort of went through, so Nick Cox uh, picked at number eight in the end. So we slid down due to a couple of uh, sort of bid matches. Um, so Nick Cox coming in at eight. As you say, Archie Perkins came in at nine and then Zach Reed at, at 10. And, and uh, I was really, really happy with um, those first three in particular because I think uh, given the sort of versatility of those players, obviously uh, Nick Cox, they, he's sort of one of those ones where they say he's not really locked down to a position yet. He's got so much he can offer all around the ground. Um Super quick, um, can kick off both both feet, um, which is uh, very rare in the Essendon side. Um, and also he has that uh, sort of height and, you know, in that highlights package I showed of him, he, he can take a grab as well. So um, I reckon that was a fantastic pickup. And uh, as for Zach Reed, you know, 202 centimetres, probably still growing. Um that looks to me like an eye to the future and say, look, we need a, a big monster down back and he looks to be able to read it beautifully. So, um, you know, life after Hooker and Hurley uh, seems to be being looked after there, mate. Um, but yeah, like, what more can you say? They're just, um, they were really great picks and, uh, yeah, what, what did you have to add for those, mate? Well, I guess when you've got three picks in the top ten, it's hard to get them terribly wrong isn't it you're going to get some great talent in I think before the draft my feelings was that we'd probably go Cox or Reed. I didn't think we'd take both but then you know when you hear about the summary of Nick Cox um, although he's a key position size they say he's really uh, as you say not locked into any position he's more of a utility he could actually play off a halfback flank he could actually play on a wing uh, with his speed and his stamina. Um, so, um, again, he, he could be, as I said, he's very untapped in terms of there's no ceiling on this guy. He's got elite attributes. Um, and if he puts it all together, he could be a unique talent in, um, in the AFL. So um, I think yeah, it shows by using our first pick on him, even though we had the subsequent two, um, they really wanted... Nick Cox, and uh, I did hear early in the day, um, Ben Rutten was on um, the AFL.com's uh, draft preview, and they, they had a chat to him, and you know, even then, Truck was bringing up you know, the elite talent that was Nick Cox. So 
obviously, they were pretty keen to get him. Um, as I said to you, uh, on the, you know, when we did our last preview show, uh, Cal Toomey didn't have uh, Archie Perkins going to the Bombers. And I said at the time that kind of disappointed me because I, th- I just feel like he could be uh, a real uh, X factor and he could become you know, an elite talent. And when you lose players like you know, Razio Fantasia and so forth who, uh, you know, on their day can be brilliant, uh, I just thought we need a little bit of brilliance back. And um, Archie Perkins, from all reports, uh, if he puts it all together, he's going to be an elite talent. And, um, yeah, I was wrapped to get him. Um, and as I said, Zach Reed, yeah, I, I think you were under the same impression, mate, on the previous show. I probably thought we may have gone a midfielder like a Tanner Bruin um, or, you know, a Finlay McRae. But, um, yeah, the Bombers, uh, yeah, wanted that real key position player. And, you know, it sounds like he's an elite kick. Um, and, he's got, again, he, he runs well, moves well. So, yeah, those top three picks. And then, of course, with our academy, um, you know, we had to match bids to get them. Uh, you know, we had to match them or they would have been gone to these clubs like uh, Richmond and um, Hawthorne, I think it was, was the other one. Uh, oh, no, the Bulldogs, sorry. Mm. Um, yeah, they, those two teams really wanted um, Josh Eyre and Cody Brand, but the Bombers, um, you know, matched the up, even though we'd already uh, passed prior to Cody's uh, bids being matched. Um, so that was interesting. I thought the Bombers were done for the night and then you heard the Bulldogs try and get Brand through the door and uh, I'm glad we matched the offer because I think we've got a really good core of uh, you know, young defenders coming through now. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, obviously a bit of games being played there. I mean, as much as people say, oh, no, there's no games being played, well, come on, when, uh, when Richmond bids on air and then we bit on Rioli, uh, and then um, we also uh, had a bit on um, that Fremantle player. Um, I've forgotten his name. It escapes me for the moment, but, uh, you know, they, they quickly snapped him up. And, um, yeah, obviously the dogs uh, wanting to keep us honest to um, make sure we made that selection rather than Cody Brand slipping through to the rookie draft. Uh, I think that's fair enough. And, yeah, good on you, Duroy, for... Um, Look, we gave it a shot, but uh, uh, no, we uh, came away with some really great kids. I just wanted to say with um, Archie Perkins, um, I, I really like the cut of his jib um, from everything I've heard so far. Um, he just sounds like a, a, a kid that sort of knows who he is and, and what he's about. Um, and I just found it um, pretty pretty impressive, actually, you know, everyone was getting into him saying, oh, you know, you, you, you're sort of limiting yourself and you don't want to go to clubs outside Victoria. Um, look, you know, this is it's his life at the end of the day. It, it, they're not just football players. They're, they're humans as well. And um, he's of the age where he's thinking, oh, look, I'm not sure if I'm ready quite yet to, uh, to move out, um, you know, into the wild. Um, you know, I prefer to play my football here. Uh, and when he was sort of questioned, oh, geez, do you think you're limiting yourself kind of thing? He's just sort of played it straight back and, and said, no, nah, look, you know, they asked me the question. Um, so I answered it 
honestly. I, it wasn't like I was coming out straight out and saying, hey, everyone, just by the way, I'm, I'm not going to go outside of Victoria. They asked him the question, he answered honestly. And I think uh, that shows a lot of integrity for a player. And they're sort of the, um, the traits that really stick out to me that goes, all right, here's a kid that knows what he's about. He seems quite determined. Uh, and I think that will be played out on the field. Um, and in those little pieces that, um, you know, when they said they followed him and, and another player uh, throughout this year, to see how they how they went, um, that seems to be a real trait of his. Um, in that, you know, he's he's worked hard to um, sort of keep a positive mindset throughout. You know, this this year that has been a bit crazy, and um, you know, he's obviously gone into the gym, put on a um, sort of bit of a bit of muscle. He because he does look like one player that you go, oh yeah, I, I can see him playing uh, next year. Uh, where on the ground, um, you know, I, I'd imagine probably a, a forward um, sort of flank role, uh, perhaps uh, later in the year. But look, you know, um, sounds like he's got the the tank and the tricks to uh, you know, make an impact at, at some stage and, and good on him for um, really sticking it out. And the other one um, that we've sort of briefly heard about I believe it was this morning, Jane, was Nick Cox saying he's uh, basically prepping himself to play for round one next year. And I just love um, when kids back themselves. Um, and really, this is the the kind of um, you know, culture we need to have that competition for spots, um, which is only going to uh, bode well for the Essen Football Club going forward. Yeah, it was refreshing to hear, uh, you know, Player that's just been drafted say that he's you know he got his sights set on playing round one. Um, you know he obviously being two hundred centimeters, Nick Cox. Um, you know he, he's not the biggest frame um, at the moment. You know being only eighteen years old, but um, you know if he backs in his talent, who's to say he won't play? Um, certainly sounds like he's got a fan in truck. Um, you know Ben Rutten was. Very complimentary about him. And I think the Bombers, um, you know, I just think we need that energy within the group. You know, and it was really pleasing to hear uh, in the same interview, Nick Cox saying that, well, he, he knows Archie Perkins. He knows Zach Reed, Like, they've played together in, uh, you know, for, in the big teams and so forth. And, you know, he's aware of Josh Eyre and Cody Brand. So, you know, there's five guys that, probably have had a little bit to do with each other here and there and um, they can form a real cluster of young players driving, you know, the next generation of Bombers and uh, let's face it, when we've got some of our leaders, you know, in Hurley and Hooker and, and uh, you know, some doubts surrounding about um, Zach Merritt, you need that next group coming through um, and I'm hoping Zach Merritt will uh, be happy with the direction the club took on the night. And it gives him a little bit more certainty because you would think our, our development as a team is going to have a huge factor on whether he uh, opts out of Essendon or he stays. So let's hope, um, you know, Zach was given a little bit of confidence uh, hearing some of those names. And, you know, let's hope the next part of it is those guys impress on the training track when Zach's there and Zach sees that hey, if these guys uh, put it together, in a couple of years' time, um, you know, we might be at the pointy end of the ladder and 
I'm sure that's going to be a big factor. Yeah, well, <clears throat> we can only hope for that, mate. But I just wanted to sort of briefly reflect on, um, you know, the, the actual players we've brought in and what it's sort of saying um, to me about the strategic direction of the club. Because um, we sort of spoke about it last week and have been speaking about it for all year that we are very short as a club. Um, you know, when we were running a, a half forward line of uh, Devon Smith, Will Snelling, uh, Darcy Parrish at times, um, and then through the midfield, you've got Andrew McGrath. Um, and then obviously the, the forward line, you've got uh, Tip and Woody and all the rest of it, where you just think, geez, we're, we're just so short. And we looked um, we looked at when, you know, play, like teams like Geelong would just tower over us. Um, and when you look at, like, the demographics going to completely change, um, you know, when these new players come to mature and uh, let's hope it, it happens uh, quickly, but we'll obviously we'll have to bide our time. But you look at the um, the players we've brought in. So obviously during the trade period, we brought in Peter Wright, so 203 centimetres. Um, you know, he's, from all reports, he's in really good nick. Um, so uh, we're looking forward to him uh, taking taking shape in our forward line, him and uh, Stuart, um, because obviously like Stuart didn't come in until well well through halfway through the year. So having those two two guys down forward would be fantastic. <clears throat> and then you got uh, Jai Caldwell as that mid 184 centimeters. Uh, while not huge, like he's a big uh, sort of step up from um, you know height wise um, that we just haven't had. Um, for a couple of years now. Um, and you add to that, you know, Cox at 200 centimetres, Archie Perkins at some of them, like it's reported on, uh, you know, Draft Guru, 185 centimetres. I've heard others say he's 188. Um, uh, he's maybe, 188, I believe. Yeah, 188 and uh, potentially going to grow to that 190 centimetres um, mm. sort of size. And if he's, you know, if we can develop into a big body mid, that'd be fantastic for us. You got Zach Reed at 202 centimetres, Josh Ayer at 197, Cody Brand at 195. Uh, that that says to us that, you know, the Bombers have looked at the list and gone, geez, we're very short. Um, you know, we need to fix this up um, because it, we just got shown up so many times around the ground where we just have no one to kick to for that release kick. Um, you know, sometimes we'd have... Uh, you know, Bell Chambers, and he wasn't taking many grabs at the start of the year. Um, so, you know, to have a bit of height around the ground uh, will be uh, fantastic. And, um, yeah, these these blokes are good by foot. That's another uh, sort of major um, sort of disparity we've, we've had previously where we just have a lot of guys that butcher the ball, you know, whether it's Dylan Shield, Darcy Parrish has been suspect by foot, has been... Uh, sort of improving as years go by. Um, and, you know, given the sort of lack of options and the lack of an inside mid we had at times, like everyone would be under pressure. So even at times, Zach Merritt was was poor by foot. Um, so I think bringing in um, all these guys that do have elite kicking, you know, we've got Ridley who's, who's great down there. Um, yeah, we can hopefully start to build a bit of a, um, yeah, a bit of a game plan that, uh, doesn't rely on hope um, and actually uh, does use more skill and um, should allow the, the players to really uh, come together a lot better. Um, so I was really, uh, 
really happy with that. And then, uh, as you say, Jane, there's um, actually have we spoken about list spots uh, that may be still available yet, Jane? Yeah, so it looks like at the moment that we have one official spot available to us um, currently. And uh, we all assume that Mozzie will be put on the long-term injury list as well, which would open up a further spot. Now, um, we understand that the next opportunity for clubs to put on the list uh, is January 6th. It just happens to be my birthday, mate. So um, I think that um, after all these years, <laughs> uh, there's an opportunity for me, mate. But um, I'm sure the Bombers will go out of the way to sign a 45-year-old guy. But um, but anyway, the um, I think realistically between January 6th and um, March uh, 9, uh, the Bombers can add a what they call a supplementary selection player um so uh whether it comes to fruit about uh kyle dunkley because um if you remember you know even though sorry even though we didn't get his um the other dunkley josh dunkley we um there was a bit of murmurs that essendon had you know at least considered kyle dunkley and I, i wonder if that is a plan to maybe take him as a SSP SSP player um, prior to the season starting. Um, and that would keep their foot in the door because I believe Kyle actually lives with Josh. So um, you might do a little bit of intel swapping, mate, between um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the Bombers and the Bulldogs. But, um, yeah, so I think um, Kyle would have to be uh, at least in a consideration. And then... With the mozzie spot, they could actually hold that selection and wait till the um, the mid-season draft, which uh, obviously netted us uh, Will Snelling last time. So um, I think definitely we could, um, you know, definitely see at least two more bombers join the club. But uh, you know, one will be, you know, maybe prior to the season, and, and one at the mid-season draft. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we go because, uh, you know, like, like you were saying before, Jane, we both expected um, you know, Essendon to take, um, you know, potentially two midfielders uh, during this draft period, but we've gone for the taller options, <clears throat> which, um, yeah, we've both been pretty wrapped with the actual selections. So, yeah, it makes sense for us to, uh, yeah, potentially go on SSP um, as a mid. Um and I guess, you know, that mid-season uh, draft, you know, if we do unfortunately cop a long-term injury to sort of a key position, uh, yeah, look at look at something there. Um, but it will be really interesting to see how we go in terms of, um, you know, how we're going to structure going forward and who we're going to be bringing in. Obviously, it's fantastic. Uh, we'll have, well, whatever the new version of the VFLs, going to be called um to give these guys actual playing experience and all the rest of it but, you know even just looking at some of the the footage and the pictures uh we've seen of the the preseason training so far you know we've got guys like harrison jones he looks like he's he's bulked up a bit and looks like a real player to me uh you got nick bryan he looks like he's he's bulked up a bit and 
obviously that uh, sort of Ruckman size, 202 centimetres. And, um, you know, we've got quite a few players that um, could be due for uh, for bigger years. Ned Carl, he's had a little bit of experience uh, in the AFL. Maybe that drives him on to say, okay, this is the level I need to reach um, and, uh, you know, work on his game there. Uh, listening to Lunchtime Catch-Up um, the other day, James, uh, and they were sort of saying that Ned Carl's uh, basically become the protege of uh, Andy McGrath. Uh, now, I don't expect Ned Carl to, to sort of develop the tank to go through the midfield um, next year, but uh, potentially they're working on his uh, skills to get around traffic and things like that, get more involved in the contests, you know, if the ball spills to ground. Uh, and that kind of thing. But he does look like the kind of player that uh, would just lap everything up and look for any opportunity to improve. Uh, and then we've got guys who had, you know, sort of down years uh, last year, like Mason Redmond. I, I still really rate him as a player. Um, Jakey Stringer had, a, you know, obviously came back from that injury after he was flying at the start of the year. Uh, but after coming back from injury, didn't look like the same player. Um, all word is that he's uh, looking really fit and uh, is actually, you know, looking quite light, which is um, great to hear. Uh, they'll sort of say Michael Hurley's looking strong. He's, he's bulked up uh, in the upper body um, a bit, you know, maybe looking to uh, make sure he doesn't sort of lose those contests um, that he did during, during this season. Uh, where he was just outbodied, uh, which is very, uh, you know, out of character uh, for him. Um, and then you've, I suppose, you've got a lot of guys who, um, now that there's, uh, I suppose, a bit more competition for spots, they really need to lift their socks. You know, guys like Tom Cutler, um, you know, he really didn't turn out how he planned and he'll be under the gun uh, this year uh, to really perform. And he really needs to work on that contested side of his game. Uh, if he's to get uh, more more sort of opportunities uh, in the 22. Um, and then the, the re-rookie guys, so Marty Gleeson and, um, and Clark, uh, you know, the great thing was we we said we'd, we'd um, you know, re-rookie them if they were still available, and uh, and we have done that, so we've flowed through their wor- with our word. Um, so I guess now it's on them to, um, you know, do what they can to sort of, uh, yeah, find their form, find their niche in the team, um, and do whatever they can to uh, to sort of perform and um, you know try and walk in a position. It, it's going to be tough, um, but uh, no, I'm actually sort of looking forward to it. I don't think we'll we'll do overly overly well. I, I still think you know um, we're probably around that ten to twelve mark if we perform well. Um, but uh, no, there's there's reason for hope. I'm looking forward to Jaden Laverde getting a getting a full season um, under his belt. He was showing some good signs, and um, getting Paddy Ambrose back this year uh, will be an absolute boon. So yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it, mate. Um, how about yourself? Yeah, look, I, I definitely feel it's going to be a tough season for the Bombers. I think um, the good thing is, and. It was a bit like that 2016 year, mate, when um, when you have the expectation taken away from making the finals, you really focus on, you know, what hope is coming through, like what young players you have. And you can actually get a lot of uh, enjoyment 
and have seen the improvement. And I think that's the kind of year it's going to be for the Bombers in, you know, 2021. I, you know, personally, I think, you know, we're not going to have the, um, you know, although we drafted many key tools, I don't feel like they've got anywhere near the bodies to be able to compete. Although, by all reports, um, Harrison Jones could definitely uh, step into an early first round uh, game, like you know, could potentially make his debut as early as round one because um, you know, uh, Truck Rutten, Truck Rutten is actually <laughs> that was a bit of a mouthful. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely um, a big fan of Harrison Jones and. When you think about it, as you said, you mentioned uh, Nick Bryant. Um, both of those are going to be almost seen as recruits as well because they've never played. So, um, yeah, those key position players, although young, does usually take a couple of years at least for their bodies to start filling out. So uh, I guess we've got to keep our expectations fairly low. But um, I tend to feel that Archie Perkins is the one that, has got probably got the most opportunity to play the most games out of our new draftees, um, and I expect him to play, you know, potentially half a season at least um, in the in the seniors next year if he can stay fit and you know take his opportunities, which I'm sure he'll get. Yeah, well, it'll be great to see. I mean, whether he gets whether he gets that is uh, left to be seen. But um, no, look, there, I think there should be. Um, opportunities for these guys if they can, um, yeah, I suppose, if their form warrants it. Um, and again, it's that competition for spots. I mean, you've got Braden Ham, um, who, yeah, I, I really rate. I, I hope he's put on a bit of size. It looks like he has just from the, the pictures, but don't know, don't know how much. And yeah, I'm just, just hoping he can really put it together. I, I rate him as a player. I think he's got a, a great kick and, um, you know, hopefully with a more functional forward line, um, you know, it can only mean good things. That's what I'm hoping, you know, Stuart and and uh, two-metre Peter uh, can sort of build some cohesion there and work out their running patterns and all the rest of it. Um, you know, a fit Jakey Stringer, be big, uh, you know, Jaden Laverde. Um, and if that's we're all working well, that should really help guys like you know McDonald, Tip, Woody, and and Dev Smith, or whoever's going to be playing those small forward roles, and Will Snelling, um, you know, even Ned Carl, if he jumps up and uh, says, "No, nah, I'm I'm in year 22," um, that'll be um, yeah, really exciting. And then obviously the continual further development of of guys like Ridley Langford. Um, yeah, it sounds like these guys are taking on more. Uh, sort of leadership roles around the club, which is fantastic to uh, to hear. Um, I've not been able to see it yet, but um, they're, they're sort of rumblings around the club. Um, and uh, yeah, we've got a good, um, like a great young list of, of players, if I'm uh, quite honest. I mean, obviously we're biased as Essendon fans. Um, we always tend to overvalue than undervalue, but yeah, uh, no, look, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic for where we're headed as a club. I'm a lot more optimistic than I was, uh, you know, at the start of, uh, pardon me, at the end of this season, uh, just gone where, you know, the rumours were we we're going to lose a whole brace of players. And yes, we lose, uh, lost rather uh, three really good players in Danaher, Saad, and, um, and, that, and as well as, you know, retirements and um, 
you know, Bell Chambers and McKenna, but, um, you know, we've actually gained um, quite a lot of um, good young talent. I'm interested to see how Nick Hind goes, um, you know, back in the red and black. Um, sounds like he's going to be relishing the opportunity to play off a halfback uh, at AFL level. Um, so, yeah, it should be uh, interesting times ahead, mate. Yeah, so um, I guess there's not much uh, we can really discuss further rather than just our selections, but um, I thought I'd ask you, mate, the, the three that we picked, um, I know you're a big fan of Tanner Bruin. I, now that you've had a day or two to consider, are you comfortable with those first three selections or would you have liked to have seen uh, Tanner join the Bombers instead? No, look, I'm absolutely comfortable, James. I think when you look at it, um, you know, what we didn't have was that monster defender um, to, to sort of pick up the likes of, um, you know, whether it's a Jeremy Cameron or, or someone like that. That is the, the height and the athleticism um, to sort of go with them. Uh, so I think uh, Zach Reed's a, a, a wonderful pickup there. Uh, Nick Cox, you know, he's got elite, well, elite speed over 20 metres at least and uh, seems to test well. So much versatility as a player. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess it's one of those things you don't get every pick in the draft. Um, so, uh, you know, you, you can't have everything. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy with uh, where we're at, especially when you consider... Yeah, we already brought in Jai Caldwell uh, to the club. Uh, you know, you have guys returning, so um, hopefully Heppel will be able to return now. Look, he's going to be playing off a half back, more you'd say. Uh, but whoever having him fit should help, uh, you know, the development of, of some of our younger players. Um, and I'm sure he'll be involved in the contests around the ground um, so that, you know, Dylan Shield doesn't have to be that that sort of, Inside bullocking mid. Look, if if uh, even if uh, uh, Jakey Stringer can go back into taking a few uh, contested situations um, around the ground, like he, he showed a real nous for that uh, at the start of this year. Yeah, particularly in that Collingwood game where he sort of went to the centre bounces a few times and ripped it out. He went toe to toe with Nat Fife against Frio um, and did really well. So. Um, no, I'm, I'm really, I'm really uh, comfortable with where we're at. Uh, yes, oh, of course, I'd, you'd love another midfielder, but I think when you look at it overall, like if you bring in Caldwell, you've already got, um, you know, Shield, McGrath, um, you know, Stringer. You've got, um, you know, guys like Parrish and Langford who, um, you know, will, will go through there. I think we've got enough. Uh, depth uh, to to go through. Yes, we still do lack uh, another cog or two to actually really bring us up a level, but um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to address that over the next uh, couple of years, but I'm, I'm really comfortable with where we're at. How about yourself, mate? How do you read it? Yeah, well, again, going back to what Adrian Dodoro said after the in his draft uh, recap, that you know, they, they recruited a lot of tools that they hope will, you know, be around for the next, you know, five to 10 years. And uh, next year is supposed to be a much stronger midfield class. Um, so 
they can concentrate on midfielders again next year if they need to. Uh, obviously, that's going to be depend on some of the performances and whether Zach sticks around. But, you know, uh, Joel Caldwell, we've given him a big contract, so we obviously believe in his talent. Uh, um, so, yeah, I, you know, when you think Dylan Shield, Andrew McGrath, um, yeah, midfield no longer is uh, that lacking. And if we can get... You know, Darcy Parrish, you know, getting that ball out and so forth. He, he can be a promising asset. And then you've got the height difference with uh, like a Kyle Langford who can play on a wing, but also pinch it um, with his size to play that bigger body midfield, um, midfielder, sorry. And then, you know, even uh, I know I heard uh, Jaden Laverde say that yeah, you know, he's waiting for his opportunity to go through the midfield. Um, you know, he'd love to have that opportunity. Um, I guess the club sees him more as a forward, but who's to say if his body's not right that they don't at least trial that? So, um, yeah, I think for Essendon, they had to get this draft right. Uh, and again, we're not going to know for a number of years, you know, potentially five years before you even know if you've got some genuine players but um, from that draft. But, you know, you tend to think that uh, we're in a pretty good spot. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And I'd love to see Lav have a crack through the middle. I think he's a, you know, he's a beast of a bloke, um, has that real explosive power. I'd love to see him get given a go. Um, but as you say, like, <clears throat> yeah, for the rest of these young kids, it'll be a, a wait and see and let's just hope we develop them well. All right. Well, um, is there anything you wanted to add? We're still waiting for the uh, results of the uh, board uh, nomination. Oh, sorry, the board um, results. So did you post your vote, mate? I did, mate. Um, yeah, so hopefully all, all Bomber fans got around there. And um, I did see Paul Cousins today tweet that, uh, yeah, make sure you've, you're informed and you vote and you're an active uh, sort of participant there. Um, because I was surprised to hear um, how few people actually vote um, in these these elections when we've all got voting rights. Um, and I guess, you know, uh, if you don't vote, then you've got no reason to complain if the board aren't, um, you know, performing as, as well as you'd like. So um, yeah, hopefully Bomber fans get around it and, and put their votes in. And then how about yourself, mate? Do you chuck in? Yeah, I checked in. I, you know, I, uh, yeah, who could not uh, vote? Uh, like, you just could not not vote for Kevin Sheedy. So that name jumped off the page at me. And I guess uh, as a young fella, I, yeah, he provided so much, uh, you know, highlights of my life that, um, yeah, I, I just had to get him to uh, at least put my nomination towards him. And you know, the other one. Um, I guess, you know, when the club's directing you to basically uh, you know, have Sean Wellman, who's part of the um, current board and is in charge, or not in charge, but at least oversees a lot of the football decisions, just made sense to me to choose them. Whether it's laziness because I know those guys and I haven't done the research on the other two, you know, I'm not sure, but um, I'm comfortable with my selections. And I don't mind disclosing who I voted for because... I generally think that most of those, um, 
I think most people would have voted for those for those two. And mate, just before like we wrap up, I need to, you know, it's hard to admit you're wrong sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I actually said put in your diaries. The bombers are going <laughs> to nominate Lockie Jones. I really thought we would. He's a bit of a man child, you know. Like, and I thought that's the kind of player that's a ready-made fix for, um, you know, the Sard replacement. But um, yeah, Adrian was well behaved and didn't put in a bid at all. And um, I guess I, watching that draft and mate, that was pretty painful stuff. Like four and a half hours it went for, and um, you know, I just I was amazed that five minutes. Yeah, you know, I understand the first round, maybe five minutes, but these guys have been analysing this draft for you know the last couple of years, right? Um, you've got, you know, you've had a number of months between the end of the season and now. You reckon you couldn't do a little bit of pre-planning, like even in the NBA, in the second round, you only get two minutes, and um, I think that I reckon that was part of the problem is that the five minutes was um allotted to you each selection and then you had this uh moment where if it was matched you got another five minutes so like you know i mean you bought yourself more time so um yeah i I know at one stage i was just sick of seeing collingwood on the screen because i think they were trading out and then it's back on them and trading out and you know putting in nominations and yeah it was just it almost seemed like, I don't know, that's probably the sceptic in me, mate. It's almost like, oh, this is my uh, moment to shine. I'm going to keep <laughs> the cameras on me. I'm going to put in this bid. No one are going to match it. I'm just going to uh, soak up the next five minutes and then I'll finally put a bid in again and keep the cameras on me. But um, Yeah, no, I, that's probably ludicrous to say. But, uh, I mean, uh, that system has to improve because... Yeah, it was quite excruciating, you know, four and a half hours in. Uh, I'm a bit of a shift worker, mate. So I start work at four o'clock in the morning and um, I just couldn't go to bed until the last pick was done, for us at least. And I was about to go to bed, mate, when we passed that selection. And then I thought, oh, I'll just stay up just in case. And lo and behold, then the dogs had a bit at Cody Brand. So, like, um, you know, fortunately we match, but... Um, yeah, they've got to make some improvements on that because as a um, spectacle, it was pretty painful stuff, I thought. Yeah, I was going to say, by four o'clock, mate, was it still going? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, mate. I, I, yeah, yeah, even like picks one and two, um, like they were they were taking their their full five minutes and, you know, will I, will I match the bid? Yeah, of course the Bulldogs were going to match the bid. And oh, look, I think it was just the uh, AFL uh, potentially just direction. Make sure you drag it out. We get as many viewers as we can. Um, but I reckon Sam and sort of turned off um, because it was it was just ridiculous in the end. Fair enough, maybe for the first first round of players, but um, after that, yeah, speed it up, guys. Yeah. Well, I think the first round took almost two hours, mate. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like, because, the, you know, you'd think with 18 teams, the first round would be like 18 selections, but it ended up being, with all the matching and so forth, it ended up being like to pick 26. So, you know, that's, that's a bit funny, like 26 selections in the first round. Um, you know, obviously, 
to me, like these, it had to be a direction. Don't put your bid in until you get a green light, because yeah, I just find it, yeah, too, too um, ludicrous to say that clubs were taking up to the last ten seconds of their five minutes to put an, a bid in, like yeah, or put a nomination in. Um, so yeah, I think it may have backfired the direction of. Oh, just uh, give us, we'll give you like a green light and then you can put your bid in. Like, I reckon, yeah, make your nomination, put it in. You want to match it? Yeah, you've had this academy player for the last three or four years at your club. Surely you know you're going to match or not. Um, and the same thing with uh, just your normal selections. Um, you know, you, you see uh, the NBA, uh, they have this uh, the war room like we had on the night, but you know, you would think you would have a, a strategic board of uh, this player is who we want. If he gets taken, our alternative is this one. You know, um, I just find it funny that you need five minutes to discuss what your pick's going to be. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happened from that. But the AFL's already conceded uh, it wasn't a great spectacle and some changes will be coming. My goodness, they finally admitted they're wrong. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was waiting for them to blame Essendon, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, we um, we we escaped their fire uh, on this occasion. But yeah, no, um, well, so at least we know now. Or, or we know most of the bombers that are going to play for Essendon in uh, 2021. Uh, as I said to you before, that potentially there's another two bombers out there. We don't know who they are yet, but um, yeah, I'm comfortable that you know, we've drafted for the future. Uh, I don't expect, apart from Archie Perkins and, and maybe Nick Cox, uh, for any of the other recruits currently to be getting too many games of footy in um, 2021. I think you know they need some filling out, and um, you know we we may be surprised, but. I think, you know, for example, in someone like Brand, um, you know, he's, he's going to be hard-pressed to beat Hooker and Hurley and, you know, you've got Ridley at 194 and um, so forth. So you don't think he's going to immediately come into the plans. Josh Eyre, he'll be behind like Harrison Jones and Stewart and Laverde and Stringer. So, um, yeah, I'm, although excited to get those guys, I, I don't expect to see them play a lot of footy next year. But I'd love to see, you know, Archie Perkins have some meaningful um, games and poten- potentially, uh, you know, have a, a squiz at Nick Cox and see what kind of player he's going to be for us. You know, where is he going to develop? Um, what kind of player is he going to be? So, um, yeah, I think for the future is is the right move because we know Hurley and Hooker are in the twilight of their careers and potentially it'll be Hooker's last year next year. Um, and you know, we don't know how Patrick Ambrose is going to return, but um, you know, if Ambrose can come back fit, you think he's going to play a lot of footy next year. Um, and with Hurley and Hooker, I think they'll lock down their key defensive stocks. So, um, oh, yeah, I'm always hoping, mate, like that, um, we see a return of Hooker to play the, the forward position, um, you know. 
and and maybe see a bit of Harrison Jones next year because um, I think the forwards are still a little bit of a worry for me. Like um, we know James Stewart can you know do do well on the odd occasion, and you know Laverty, yeah, you've got to say that he's suspect to injuries. So um, yeah, that forward line is really important that you have a key focal point, and I'm, I I can think that. Uh, Hooker, even at his age, and uh, although his body's probably winding down a bit, he's still got those great hands. And yeah, I'd like him to play up forward. But what about you, mate? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I I would like to see him play forward. I, I sort of mentioned a few podcasts ago that yeah, I think he's lost that. Well, he, he was never a super quick bloke, but um, yeah, the one thing he's, he'll never lose is. Um, his ability to be in the right spots and his hands, um, you know, I reckon he'd be really good down the forward line because at worst he brings the ball to ground and it allows our small forwards to swoop on it um, and have a ping at goal. And look, you know, um, he has uh, been one of those blokes that uh, has snuck up and kicked a few match winners in the past when we've swung him forward when we've needed him. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him. Um Yes, have a few games down forward. Um, <clears throat> so I guess, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things like we had no one um, at, at the start of this year who could play that, that role. We, I mean, Smack, unfortunately, just uh, never came to the party this year. Um, but I guess this this time, while not, uh, I guess, fantastic options as, as your number one, uh, at least if you've got you know, Stewart, um, Peter Wright, uh, potentially, yeah, Hooker. Uh, and then Harrison Jones just, just waiting in the wings there. Um, it does give us plenty of options. And then we've seen Draper. He's, he's able to take a mark. So he could he could rest down there and, you know, maybe uh, later in the year, uh, now I suppose depending on uh, development and, and everything like that, you know, the, right at the back of the year, you might see Nick Bryan get a game, Um and potentially see a, a combination of, of Brian and Draper, uh, which would be fantastic to see. So, yeah, look, I, I, I wouldn't mind that idea, mate. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll we'll see how it all turns out. All right, mate. Well, that might be our last podcast for 2020. Um, thank everyone for listening this year. I think we got the 41 episodes, mate. Um, so uh, I remember when we first started, we... We we're kind of suspect on, um, you know, would anyone listen? And we've, we've been fortunate. We had a number of listeners. Um, I think we're up to 10 now. But um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got we've got quite a few new listeners. And, yeah, we love their feedback. And um, yeah, thanks for reaching out and, um, you know, give us your suggestions and so forth. But, um, yeah, we, we uh, do endeavour to continue the podcast next year. Um, we really enjoyed, you know, discussing the bombers which we'd do anyway um but you know it's been great having that you know a little bit of feedback coming back at us and you know if anyone would like to reach out you know we've got our uh handles there mate i think you've got them there yeah it's uh don's cast pod um so at don's cast pod that's our twitter uh and then don's cast pod at gmail.com uh if you want to shoot us an email or any um or any feedback you got for us and um 
yeah, hope to hope to hear from you. And yeah, really enjoyed doing it. And look, I'd say we're probably still a bit suspect, mate. But uh, no, look, we're, uh, we're we're developing slowly along. Um, thanks heaps to Paul Cousins for joining us. Um, you know, for a couple of episodes. Uh, you know, having his insight regarding the uh, sort of new shape of the the VFL um, was absolutely brilliant. Um, thanks heaps to Scotty and Grant from the Lunchtime Catch Up. Um, you know, jumping on their show. Um, was a big highlight for us and uh, we certainly got a lot out of it and it was um, just great to be able to um, you know speak footy in a, in a year where we're all sort of locked down and uh, and all the rest of it um, yeah certainly this project is uh, um, I don't know because one thing I miss mate is is that banter of footy hopefully uh, people listening um, have enjoyed listening to us uh, you know, chat about the bombers. Um, you know, agree, disagree. Uh, sometimes it's even more fun when you disagree. But um, yeah, look, uh, it, we all just want the uh, footy club uh, to succeed and prosper. And um, I will just say one last time again. Um, you know, we're not linked with the club uh, in any way, apart from being members ourselves. But look, I, I will would recommend people if you can um, do sign up as members of the Essendon Football Club uh, at. In, in what capacity you're able to. Um, look, because the one big thing that I'd love Essendon to always remain is uh, sort of independent from the AFL. I wouldn't like us to become a, a sort of financially supported club from the AFL because that would come with a whole list of uh, uh, stuff that, um, you know, it just wouldn't really... Compromises it, doesn't it? It, it does, mate. And... Um, yeah, I think if us members can help in any way to make sure this uh, this club is able to be, um, you know, at least financially strong, um, to then seek that on-field success that we're all sort of really uh, sort of yearning for and have been for a bloody long time now. Um, yeah, hope you back the boys in. But uh, no, thanks heaps for, for listening. And um, yeah, I certainly look forward to, to coming back uh, in the new year. All right. Well, thanks again, everyone. And um, yeah, let's uh, hope everyone has a safe and merry Christmas. Uh, if you if you follow Christmas, and um, you know if you, if you don't, uh, you're still bombers to us. So um, yeah, everyone's got their own beliefs, and uh, we just want you all to be uh, you know safe and to your families as well. And um, let's hope we can all uh, be back at the footy in 2021. So till next year, go bombers. Go dons.